0: are locked on hawks postcast part of locked on atlanta on the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: welcome into the locked on hawks postcast i'm your host jarvis davis and i got my main man with me deshaun tate takes sports on twitter or formerly known as x whatever you want to call it but yeah we're gonna talk to you about the hawks tonight and plus folks i always gotta let you know that the Locked On House Postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. That really helps spread the word about what we got going on right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Coming up in a few minutes, I have to ask Deshaun about DeAndre Hunter. <laughs> because, you know... We understand that there's something going on with him. And I got to get my boys' thoughts on that. And then in the last segment, guys, we will talk about the Washington Wizards, the upcoming matchup against them, and see if the Hawks can get on a a back-to-back win type situation. But first, we have to talk about there's a song by Dr. Dre Tate and, you know, talking about they forgot about Dre. I, I think this song tonight was all about Trey. When it comes to Trey Young, he got off to a ridiculous start in the first quarter, went six for seven from three, and got a little bit cold, but he ended up turning that bad boy out in the in overtime with scoring 15 points in, in the, in the ov- overtime period.
0: Dude, not only that, but just the way that he started the game out, right? right. You're yeah. talking about six threes in a quarter. And this is, you got to remember something. We like to, you know, think about, oh, basketball, just being basketball, it's a lot of wear and tear on the body. They just came off of scoring about 152 points. He's just coming off of a, what, 38-point game performance. You follow that up with, what, a 43-point performance. Like, it's crazy. This ain't the biggest dude in the world. This This is the biggest league, the best league, the most athletic league, guys are much bigger than he is like the whole nine like you got to be super impressed with um what trey has been able to do and like ways keep saying and i'm never gonna stop saying it because i know that there's this narrative that's always out there about spreading the negativity on trey Mm -hmm. and this ain't about even being pro trey this is just about being real If, 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 if we can realistically stand up to say how we feel about when things aren't going right and taking shots when there's still 17 seconds left on the on the clock and you know it's from the logo and all of that and the shots ain't going in then when when there's improvement you got to give that credit too but no i just like the way that this team fought to be able to come out after the tough game that they had on yesterday and just the constant up and down back and forth battle i know you could probably agree with this jd like if you're okay with me speaking for you and saying i just it got to a point where in this game i was like are we about to start getting ready to see what we just saw in uh, and yeah, and last night's game because I feel like that is the that is the trajectory of where I feel like this was going. And uh, win, lose, or draw, I mean, this team just continued to continue to fight and to battle and to persevere. Um, and and why I told you on last night that I, I saw good signs out of this team just ba- – I get it. It's, it's the Brooklyn Nets. I get it. I get it. But I saw good signs in where this thing could potentially be going just solely based off the fact that they were going to be competitive with no matter who it was that was stepping on the floor with.
1: And to be honest with you, I think the the good sign or, or the comfortability that that you probably had or felt was the fact that Trey was shooting the rock really well, and he kind of brought that carried that over right into the into the first quarter of this game tonight. And obviously, with the Hawks getting the one forty seven and one forty five win in overtime, as Trey and Michael Bridges were just going at it in OT. So, but I think this style of play is kind of a little shaky to me. Because I don't know, I know a lot of people were talking about how, yeah, the in-tournament games and, you know, uh, in-season tournament games was was very competitive. I I, I was last, actually watching last night when you talked talking about how competitive you thought they were. For me, I just feel like this type of play isn't sustainable because, like, it has to have some type of balance, right? When, when you're talking about playing a certain style, right? Because um, Quinn Snyder talked about how, they they want to be able to get up shots, right? They want to get up those threes specifically because mm-hmm. passing up on a three-point may extend their possession. And I and I think that when you talk about the the Hawks well, shooting, they shot 49 threes tonight. Yeah. That is a lot of three-pointers, man. And I'm just and it just makes me feel like it's kind of hard to be able to sustain something like that. When you are trying to get your footing, like Trey even talked about after the game, he's talking about, hey, we still learn each other. We're trying to learn the system. We're trying to get things together. And for me, like, I'm old school with it, man. Like, you got to play some defense, Doc. Like, I I, I can't see basically the person who has to score 20 points or 25 points a night on a team going off against the team while the Hawks... Have that guy and Trey going off. Like I just feel like like essentially you're gonna be talking about going into a back and forth each and every night. But I don't know about you, man, but I just feel like this is gonna be really hard to sustain when you're talking about up and down and having these all star get uh type scoring uh battles each and every night.
0: I agree with that, JD. Um, especially based off the simple fact. Like I felt like I felt like last night, and I don't wanna you know keep on going into the game against the Pacers, but I didn't feel like that was a ton of poor defense per se. Like, I felt like that was just guys that just couldn't miss a shot, even if they tried to. Um, You know, it kind of reminds me of sometimes when there's instances where you need to go to the free throw line and you need to, you know, uh, make the first one and then miss the second one and you end up making the first one. And then accidentally making the second one too. Like you just accidentally making shots. Like I felt like that was the instance. Like that, that, (laughs) that was the energy. That was the vibe of what we got. This was something slightly a little bit different. I think where the Hawks could have been able to impose their will a little bit more. And I believe that they definitely had some dead legs out there and was kind of tired. I'm really impressed with the way that they was even able to sustain just that much. So I agree with you in terms of getting stops, because everybody knows if you're trying to reach the goal in which we all know they're trying to reach or better be trying to reach uh, and bring that thing home to this city. And I ain't talking about no cup and all that. I'm talking about what's that? I'm I'm talking about the real deal. I'm talking about the Mario B. Right,
1: yeah, man, the the, The the, L.O.B. Man, that's what what we need down here. The real, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like it's
0: gonna come from getting stops. Everybody knows when possessions start to slow down, uh, every possession starts to become more and more critical. There isn't nearly as much transition offense, running gun, back and forth, back and forth, track meet, windshield wiper game, is what I call it. Um, then that's where you do have to implement some defense. That is where you have DeJounte Murray and why you brought him here because of what he can do on the defensive side. DeAndre Hunter, who you already mentioned and we're going to talk about a little bit later. So I know that we got to cut to a break and so forth, but those are just some of the little things that I do believe that this team does have to do um, in order to add a number to the left side of the result column later on down the road. I just think that we will ultimately and eventually get to that point but it is going to have to take a little bit more effort um, and just more priority, which also Quinn Snyder alluded to in his post-game press conference that, Hey, the offense is nice. That's great to be able to score all these points, but I know what it's going to take in order for us to get to the next level. And that's going to be on the defensive end of the the ball.
1: So that's why I definitely have to kind of make sure that we highlight What Onyeka Kongu did late in that game, that was a huge block, man, to be able to come up, come come up with that block like that in in, in that particular moment, because that's the thing that, you know, the more players like that that you have or the better off this defense is going to be, because like you need your guys like Clint and Onyeka, those both of those guys had uh, double doubles tonight. You know, uh, on had had what, 10 rebounds and 12 points and uh, Clint Capella had 14 points and 15 rebounds. So that's that's the type of stuff that I'm looking for. I'm looking for that type of consistency. And I think on Kongu exemplifies what the Hawks need to do as far as locking in on, on the defensive side of the court.
0: I agree with that, J.D. And I don't even think it was just those two. You know, you do have the the guy who we always talk about is the most consistent guy and sadiq bay maybe only 12 points and this is probably not one of necessarily his better games but if there's a guy that i know i can get somewhere right around the range of the teens and scoring he's still going to be one of your better perimeter lockdown defenders he's still going to play bigger than his actual size get in there and mix it up not afraid to get his hands dirty a little bit grab some rebounds defend guys that are much bigger than he is and remember they're also doing this, and we kind of forget this because this goes over our heads sometimes because of the simple fact that this guy has been so good for us lately, but we didn't have high expectations. These high expectations for him coming in has been a guy that probably for the first time all season, we haven't heard his name, you know, circling around real crazy, and that's Jalen Johnson. You mm-hmm. know, so we definitely want to give some some credit there to this team where, you know, It seems like Jalen has really been the only guy between him and Sadiq Bey from a consistency standpoint that you've really been able to hang your head on. I think it's good to see that when he's not having a great game, you know, there's other guys that are able to step up. Similar to when Trae DeJounte ain't having a good game, the bench steps up and some of the guards and so forth. I think it's the same thing. And that's why I think that there is some of that confidence, even during a four-game losing streak at home and all that. I still felt some sort of confidence because of the simple fact that if there was wins that they were able to come away with, but only one or two guys was leading the way all the time, it kind of leaves you thinking like, what's going to happen when those guys are not having good games? Who's going to step up? But even in a losing fashion where you see guys are able to step up when the star players aren't having good games, that gives me a good feeling as to what's on the other side.
1: Another guy that stepped up tonight, DeAndre Hunter. I'm going to put Deshaun Tate on the couch. I am going to ask him a question about DeAndre, because you know me, I got questions, and my boy Deshaun Tate got answers. But first, I got to tell you about eBay. Guys, this episode of the Locked On Hawks podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy basketball host, Josh Lord, yes, the LeBron James of fantasy basketball, y'all. I'm telling y'all, need to check him out right now. He's going to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So, let's see who Josh picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guarantee Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. How about this, guys? How about Jaden Ivey? regain the starting spot and that's always been going to be intriguing. We talking about, you know, him being able to establish himself, you know, he was coming off the bench, now he's going into that starting role. That's the type of guy that you need to take a look at. That is going to be some really really good value. Also, how about this one? Alex Caruso. We all know his defensive acumen. He made a name name for himself with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now he's with the Chicago Bulls. They start, they find, they're sucking right now. So they need all the help they can get. So they put him in the starting lineup and he's absolutely balling. So yeah, my, my main man, Josh Lloyd said, hey, check out Alex Caruso. Now, Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle, guys. If you've been looking for a, a, a certain part and you're trying to figure out, like, man, where should I go to? Like, I know there was one time where I was looking for some spark plugs for, for my truck. My Dodge Ram, right? That's my baby. I got to take care of it. I went to my brother. I was like, man, I need to go. He's like, man, you need to check out eBay Motors because they have each all the parts. They got to the point where they got over 122 million parts for your ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly that's what i did brake kits led headlights roof rack bumpers whatever you need ebay motors has it with a guaranteed ebay fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride first time every time or your money back plus at these prices guys i'm telling you you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com that's ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply It is the locked on hawks postcast i am jarvis davis your host and i got my main man with me deshaun tate the hawks get the dub, 147 to 145 tonight at state farm arena in overtime trey michael bridges going at it doing their doggone thing but, but i want to start off on this segment talking about deandre hunter tate because like we've talked about the inconsistencies that, they, that he's played with we've talked about where somebody almost got to slap his mama in order for him to to get you know get get fired up and and play some basketball. But I think tonight I saw him take a step. I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon, but do you feel? Because he it was at one point he went what nine straight in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that is some big stuff, man. Because everybody was struggling, and, and and DeAndre Hunter was putting the ball on the floor, which I used to cringe. Sometimes when I see him put the ball on the, put the, ball on the floor try to go to the basket, man. So when you think about what we saw tonight, how can he do this on a consistent basis? Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, the whole motivational type situation from a basketball standpoint. How can he do this on a consistent basis?
0: I just think the main thing is that he, he's definitely got to get involved early. And start taking some of his shots early because I really do believe that as, you know, we see the game going on and he's not, you know, making some of his shots or he's not getting, you know, certain touches and things of that nature. And there's granted there's definitely more than enough times that he is, but if he can get going early, it almost kind of feels like if I don't get some on him early, I want him taken completely out of the game because Mm. there's no reason for him to really even be out there. There's a reason why my boy Jarvis Davis texted me earlier to, very early. <laughs> you, know game, like, you know, I did. I dude, you know, I did. I texted you earlier, bro. I don't play is, around when it comes to that. Why is this dude even in the game? You know, and right. you remember what my reply was? To pass the ball to number 11. That's why he's in the game. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know what? And 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 to be honest with you, you know, um, he brings his personality To the floor sometimes, and I think that that's something that he has to cut out. You got to be an absolute dog. You got to be an animal on the floor. You know, you can be this quiet and conservative type, and it works out for some people. For Kawhi Leonard and some other guys, Tim Duncan, it works perfectly fine for them. I'm not sure that it works perfectly fine for DeAndre Hunter because when that team needs a little bit more, you have to be the person to step up and provide. There was a point in time when we all felt like this team could not be successful in the ways that we really thought that they could be and needed to be because you were the one that was always on the IR list and you were the missing piece. You were the guy that they made the trade for on trade night, uh, on draft night, to go and become the number four pick for this particular, you know, a uh, franchise, you were the guy that when it came down to everybody was pretty much looking even killed or or, or 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 pretty much equal between you being DeAndre Hunter, then you had Cam Reddish, and then you had uh, um, 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 uh, Kevin Herter, mm-hmm. they, they had to keep one guy for sure we know that they were probably going to get rid of one and keep two. But in the end, we know that they had to keep one you're the guy that they decided to keep regardless of what those other guys are doing respectfully at the other places where they currently are and i'm not sure that people feel as confident even still that they wouldn't have wanted kevin herter in that situation all things being said uh, i think you just got to you know ultimately go out there and and put your your, your best foot forward It can't take somebody calling a timeout and yanking you up by the uniform and slapping you around a couple times and sending you back out there for you to be able to get pissed off, and now all of a sudden you want to play. We need that type of mentality from right off the jump, Uh, and I think that that's something that is possible, but what it's going to take to get to that point, I'm not really sure, but I think the only thing that the starting point for something like that is that he has to get away from bringing some of that personality that he has outside off of the floor onto the floor? He's got to be a different person.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree that he's the type of guy. Like I, if I, I know uh, T use Tanisha used, uh, used a, a football analogy, and you know me, I got to bring it in. Like I almost kind of look at as it, kind of like that diva wide receiver. Like a lot of times, guys, if you don't get them involved early, early on, a lot of times those guys will start to check out and kind of like you know not necessarily like take plays off or stuff like that, but just from a mental standpoint, like I feel like he's the type of, DeAndre is the type of guy that you do have to get involved early on. And he was struggling a little bit when you're talking about, you know, shooting the ball early on. But like you said, come fourth, come fourth quarter when, when Trey couldn't buy a bucket, DeJounte couldn't buy a bucket. Like he was out there literally Putting the ball on the floor and saying hey I, I can get something done I can Do something with this rock Um. So But I want to kind of you know kind of shift Gears just a little bit Um. To, to Quinn Snyder there were A couple of things that I thought that he did like, Tonight was That I thought was kind of interesting Like just from a Rotational standpoint I've always felt like He's been a little bit flexible And I think that you know from time To time when you look at you know, like whether or not Clint should be playing more minutes, or whether or not, like we talked about DeAndre Hunter and how he was kind of struggling early on. Like, okay, why why is this dude still in the game? How pleased have you been with the rotations, or do you feel like he needs to get better in that particular arena as far as Clint Snoddy goes?
0: No, I, I I think that it's actually been working out for them and utilizing the bench and not just utilizing them, but utilizing them to their strengths. I would ideally in a perfect world maybe like to see a little bit more of aj griffin but i think for the style of play in which we didn't see
1: an appearance see... tonight like well it was yeah, only yeah, what three minutes yeah, but you know yeah, I I we see, saw yeah, yeah i see him get
0: on the floor <laughs> to give somebody else a couple uh water and then right and then find his way back yeah, out right. of the game um but you know i i, I said this much the style of play in which they're playing in um it's not really necessarily you know suiting or or most beneficial to him that up and down he's more of that half court set type of player this run and gun you know windshield wiper game is something that's not really you know um the most ideal for him until he can get to a point in which you know he's able to adjust a little bit more uh on the fly so Uh, It's been working out, though, for the rotation from a rotation standpoint, standpoint, you start looking at some of the most successful benches around the NBA, I would imagine Atlanta Hawks is within the top three, no question within the top five. And that's just production and contribution all across the board in general. Um, Maybe not as much on the defensive side, which we would like to see. But this is also an NBA that does not hang its hat on defense nearly as much so we know that you got to have some of that and it's got to come from somewhere um but that's something that we all kind of you know definitely want i i I like what he's doing to be honest with you and i like how he's coaching his guys he's getting fired up too you know we saw he caught a well, did he catch oh, a tech? Early on? Yeah, you caught a tech early yeah, yeah. in the I game. Mean, yeah. I, I was I was concerned for the referee at for the <laughs> official at that particular point. His homeboy
1: it, His hey. assistant had to hold him back. I was just like, hey man, yeah. you about to throw hands
0: out there. I'm like, and, right, Quinn. Hey. hey looking a hey, little hey. rough out there, man. You're trying to, you know, get hey. it get mix it up a little bit. You trying to throw some hands, look like. Hey. <laughs> not only that though, JD, but you gotta you always learn a very valuable lesson when somebody fired up. And I know that that's that assistant's job. Right. But you know when somebody fired up like that and you ready to go after somebody sometimes the last thing you want is somebody grabbing onto you and holding on to you saying nah bro don't do it bro don't do it you about ready to fight him man if you don't get man, your you hands on of me, me. <laughs> I thought that's where we was going with that there for a second. And I know that that's where it was. It was close. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I thought we was like, I thought they was really like gloves off, all of that take off. Like, let's get down and dirty. I like, I really thought we was getting to that point. But I think that that's something that we didn't see as much. And I don't, I don't like to go back into this all over again with people. Cause I know we up against it and about to go to the break. But those are the little things that I don't think that we saw. The little things, not the X's and O's, not the clipboard, not the this and that. Those are the things that we didn't see out of Nate McMillan. Somebody who's willing to stand in the gap and be like, you know what? I don't care. The players got to hold the coach back. When you got situations like that, um, I, I think that that speaks a little bit more volume when you're able to see your coach that's willing to lay it all out on the line and, make the necessary sacrifices and so forth and just really not caring. He's going to go to bat for his players and for certain calls and things that are the whistles that are not being blown. And I think that they take that onto the court with them. There's just too many instances where I really believe that this team is going to be fine at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, man. Like I I think, I think you're onto something because it, it says something that
0: Quinn feels, openly, feels-
1: openly talks about how, you know, he want to protect his guys. And and like Nick like, Miller, sometimes you look over to the sideline, you almost got to put a finger up on the nose to see if he's breathing. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? J.D., 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 listen. I think, and, and, and I could be wrong with this, but I, I think the consensus would agree you're intelligent. I know it feels a little different. Yeah. Maybe there ain't a whole bunch of differences in the results and the final score. And I know that that's the stuff that matters the most at the end of the day. We get all that. But it feels a little bit different. I would like to see them be tougher on the defensive side. i like for them to not give up, you know, 45 points to one guy one night and 38 points to another guy uh, the night before. I would love to see those things. And those are things that I think will come. But the competitiveness, this ain't always been a franchise that has always been known for, you know, standing and fighting all the time. They got to show that they're not the Atlanta Hawks of old and they got to show that they're not, you know, uh, the uh, little young Atlanta Hawks that they used to be about three or four years ago. They got to show that they've grown, that they've matured, established, developed the chemistry amongst one another. I think all of those things are actually coming together. Those pieces to the puzzle may not look like it based on the results and on the the records and so forth. But I think over time with a natural eye, if you've been watching these games, you can see that and it's clear.
1: We will continue to have this conversation a little bit more and talk about the Washington Wizards. But first, I got to tell you about FanDuel. Listen up, guys. Jarvis Davis here for FanDuel. This episode of Locked on Hops Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Yes, you heard that correctly. $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Did you bet some money on that Eagles game, the Eagles Chiefs game last uh, the other night on Monday Night Football? Well, man, you missed a treat if you didn't because I'm guessing you could have put a little $5 money line bet on, on the Eagles to win, and you would have got $150 in bonus bets. What are bonus bets, Jarvis? Bonus bets are what you can use to bet on the spreads, the player props, over-unders, And much, much more. I'm telling you guys, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super safe. It's easy to use. And I'm telling you, and like I mentioned earlier, there are a wide range of betting options. So you're not restricted to saying, hey, I want to be able to do this. I just want to bet on the spread. I just want to be able to do whatever I want. I'm telling you, you can do that. And like you said, if you're a new customer, All you got to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel because it is the official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. Yes, wrapping things up right here on the Locked On Hawks podcast with my main man, Deshaun Tate. I am Jarvis Davis, your host. Uh, The Hawks get the win, 145-135. to 47 at state farm arena in overtime trey young doing his doggone thing now uh, coming up next as far as who they got on the schedule Deshaun, they got the washington wizards and i want to kind of go back to like this style of play and and kind of combine that with the uh, question as far as what they have to do in order to get another win because we we saw this style of play last night, they lost. And they were able to, and there were some times in this game uh, against the Nets that they could have lost. They did some things that they could have to to, to lose the game and not being able to capitalize on some of the mistakes that the Brooklyn Nets um, made down the stretch. Mm -hmm. How can the Hawks continue this style of play against the Wizards? Or do they need to? Make some, make some adjustments as they go into a matchup against uh, the Washington Wizards?
0: Well, they definitely do. You're going to need to lock in on defense because, um, you know what, a lot of those calls that you're getting on the offensive side, you're not going to get when you're on the road. This ain't just a, a Washington team that we're talking about, but they're on, you know, they're on the road for the next five games. Right. So some of the things that you were able to get at State Farm Arena, you're not going to be able to get, or at least you shouldn't assume that you're going to be able to get on the road. Um, you know, that, you, you know, people are going to continue to start doing a little bit more of their homework already knowing that, OK, maybe if we trap Trey, maybe he doesn't have that figured out already. Jalen Johnson has been a key piece for them amongst, you know, one of the best, if not having the best performances on this team since the season has started, with the exception being um on tonight. You know, try to lock in on him a little bit more, force him to go through some of those growing pains and things of that nature. Um, and just making adjustments for the Hawks. So you know, I think the main thing is just that continuing to play smart, keeping the turnovers down, um, continue you know trying to crash the boards, rebounding and so forth. Um, you know, you, you got you, It's got to start with defense and primarily. Um, from a perspective of where you can be, you know, threatened the most. And that's from the three point line. We've seen uh, Tyrese Halliburton do it. You know, we've seen Tyrese Maxey do it. You know, we've seen, um, you know, we, we've we've we seen, you know, we've seen it tonight from Mikael Bridges. We've Special seen Buddy Dinwiddie. Hill. Yeah, Special <laughs> Denwitty, Buddy Hill. Yeah. That can't continue to keep happening uh, yeah. when you're going on the road. Um, so, You know, that's that's probably the main thing I would say is establish that defense and and match the intensity of that other team, Um, you know, not getting frustrated. And like I said, just keep the turnovers down, the mental errors, the unforced turnovers, those types of things, um, unforced, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I think that that's probably going to be the biggest key for this team. And that's not even just against Washington. And you know what? Do what you're supposed to do. Come away with a win. I yeah. understand maybe the game against, you know, like like think about it. They haven't had a win against a team that they were supposed to win against since they last won, which was the Detroit Pistons. But guess what happens when they played, uh, you know, a game on tonight? They took care of business against the Brooklyn Nets, a team they were supposed to beat. Who's up next? The Washington Wizards. That's the team that you're supposed to beat. Beat the teams that are in front of you that you know you're more superior than and then when it comes to the teams that, you know, you're equal, then you got to beat those teams. But guess who else is on the, you know, schedule coming up? You got the Boston Celtics. You Celtics at least too. have to be competitive against those teams that are more superior than you. If you have that type of mentality and, and, and can find a way to lock in and focus, uh, then I think that you'll come out on the good side of this before, you know, December rolls around and you head back to stay far.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, you're, you're spot on because, Going on the road, like I always say, I don't care what sport it is. Defense travels, <laughs> like if if you can go in there with the mindset, and and I think that, you know, I think Jalen Johnson kind of embodies what we're asking them to do. Mm. That that consistency, right? That that locking in, because when he gets the rock in his hands off a rebound, man, it's just so smooth. Just yeah, seeing him be able to get to put the ball on the floor, get it up. You know, throwing the alley Utah to against tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. I, I think that was something that just, uh, just being able to push the pace, being able to push the ball, because we know that's what Quinn Snyder wants to do, be able to get up all those shots and everything, like 116 uh, field goals attempted. You know, like that's uh, – although that's kind of shaky for me, like I yeah. get a little concerned when you're talking about throwing – heaving up those shots like that, but – but, like, it, it, it worked tonight. And I want if that's the how y'all going to play, that's what I want you to do. Continue to, you know, establish yourself and who you want to be on that court and, 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 and continue to roll with that because that's what's going to sustain you as far as an 82-game season.
0: I'm going to say this last part, Jarvis. At what point did we ever think that we would see these three things happen that we've seen so far this season? And actually it's been recent. We see Jalen Johnson, right, lead the team in scoring. We've seen Jalen Johnson blocking alley-oop dunks, and we've seen Jalen Johnson throwing lobs not being on the receiving end of them but running the break maybe not organizing you know the offense and things like that things of that nature but just being able to get out and run the break and be a primary you know somewhat primary ball handler on the break going coast to coast dunking on folks at least having a them every night i can't tell you that i've ever seen that coming in and and I had some not so great things to say about Jalen Johnson when he was coming out because I thought he was something different than what he's been showing me. But if you know this person right here, J.D., this person loves being, you know, wrong about things that's going to benefit the team in which we're supporting.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And and I think that Jalen Johnson is a guy that I, my expectations were for him to come in and and, and not necessarily to this to this level, but be able to see some improvement out there for spot. And I think that ain't nobody complaining. Uh, Ain't nobody missing, you know who I don't want to mention his name because that might go into a whole nother conversation, but we appreciate you. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys for uh, joining us right here on the locked on house postcast. If you have not done so, I need you to like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel right here on locked on sports, Atlanta, and coming up guys on Saturday right after the georgia bulldogs versus georgia tech yellow jackets it's going down on the locked on bulldogs postcast so yes make sure you guys check that out if you haven't done so and if you have if you're an everyday we appreciate you we love you and we'll see you next time